Did you see the news earlier this week about the ultra-marathon runner who managed to cover a mile in under two minutes? Did you hear about it or read about it? Sounds quite impressive, doesn't it? A mile in under two minutes. And it is quite an impressive feat. Until after a bit further digging into the... She had one of these trackers on her, her wrist or whatever and it tracked where she was. It all sounded quite impressive until they looked at the data... And it turned out she had managed to do this by being in a car. <laughs> Much easier for a car to cover a mile and a bit in two minutes than somebody running. Not a great example of how to run a race there. And I don't know about you, but I often wonder why athletes push themselves to the edge. Why do they do these long, grueling races? Why all the effort? Is it the hope of winning, or is it the taking part? That well-known saying says it's not the winning, it's the taking part that counts. I don't know if that goes with your competitiveness or not. Some would agree with that statement, others, perhaps a bit more competitive, would say no, it is definitely about the winning. And then what happens when an athlete, or particularly a runner of endurance races, decides to retire? When they step away from racing, they step away and they leave the track. But of course, in our lives, in the race that we run, we simply cannot just step away from it. Or we could, but to do so would be to walk away from God, to stop being who he wants us to be and to stop doing his work. We are, it could be said, always on the track and always in the race. And of course today in London, many will take part in the London Marathon, some for the first time. One or some will have done it many, many times. But today it's likely that for the athlete Mo Farah, it will be his last London Marathon before he retires. I don't know if you know much about him, but of course he is an athlete who holds numerous Olympic and World Championship gold medals in 5,000 metres and 10,000 metres. But then he decided to move to tackling the marathon instead, an act that required him to build on his endurance and his perseverance. And that's, of course, what the words of Hebrews urges us to do, to run with endurance and to keep going with perseverance. The theme of running is one that occurs in many other places of the, Old, uh, sorry, of the New Testament too. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 26, Do you not know that in a race all of the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will, that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly, and I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. As a runner in a race, or as Paul puts a hero boxer in the fight, Paul strives to conquer for Christ. And to do this, he exercises self-discipline so that his own faith stays strong. As he mentions, athletes run for a prize that over time will fade and ebb away. However, we are running to claim something eternal, something that simply does not pass away, which makes how we run so much more important.
In Philippians 3, verses 13 to 14, Paul writes these words, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Again, the importance is eternal. Again, it is about determination. Paul honestly admits that he has a long way to go, but that he has learned to leave the past with God, that he is pressing on with the present and is reaching on for the future. He wants to lay hold of that which God has for him and for which Christ laid hold of him. His concern in his life was to answer the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Like a runner who knows that a backward glance at the ground already covered will perhaps only slow progress towards the finish, Paul says that he forgets what is behind and stretches out towards what is ahead so that he might complete the race and win the prize. And lastly, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul writes personal words of testimony and says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which is the Lord, the righteous judge, who will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but, all, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. As Paul writes these words, he is facing the future, knowing perhaps that death is near, but looking back upon the fight that he has fought and the race that he has run, he concentrates on the crown that God has promised to him and to all. His eye is on the finishing tape. And so we see already in scripture the themes of pressing on for the eternal prize, of running the race and of hope for the future. And as we look to these verses from Hebrews chapter 12, these are the themes that come out of there too. We read of our inspiration, of the need to press on, the need to be prepared to run. And we read of the one who is our example. And so Hebrews chapter 12 begins. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Before looking at the crowd and what that may mean, it's interesting, I think, that the writer begins with the sentence, since we. I believe he writes not as one simply observing the race, but one who is very much in it and part of it. And so the writer tells us we are surrounded by a great crowd of witnesses. And here is our inspiration for running the race. And who are these witnesses? Those who have gone before us. Maybe those who have actually played a part in our own personal journey. If we go back one chapter, in chapter 11 of Hebrews, the writer speaks of some of the Old Testament heroes of faith who through their lives gave example. And so he is urging us to follow that example of those who went before. The examples listed in Hebrews 11 include Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and Moses. 
but it also includes our own heroes of faith, I believe, this, this crowd of witnesses, the ones that maybe only you know, the people who don't, perhaps don't even know the impact they had upon you, but you know the impact they had in your life, the people who took time to help us, to share with us, to teach us, I hope that we are thankful for them and for the role that they played in our lives. Also in Hebrews 11, as those heroes of faith are described, each is preceded by two words which simply say, by faith. Meaning that they only achieved that which they did through trusting in God and with his help. I wonder what we can achieve by faith. But back now to Hebrews chapter 12. The scene is set. You're waiting in the blocks, waiting for that gun to sound. So what do you need to do? Very simply, you need to make sure that you are ready to run. Check those laces, lose any excess clothing, or as Hebrews chapter 12 says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. The best way to run is to get rid of anything that would slow us down. A sprinter doesn't run with a weight dragging behind them, or doesn't run in a heavy jacket or heavy boots. No, instead, they run in only what is essential. And so perhaps in our lives, as we are running that race, we need to ask God to illuminate us to what those things are in our lives that may be distracting us. And to pray that he would remove them and instead continue to shape us and mould us into who he wants us to be. There will, of course, be times when those, those things perhaps get on top of us. But if we ask God for forgiveness for those times when we have got it wrong, those times where perhaps we've gone our own way or, or allowed those things to, to take up our time and attention, I believe that he will help us and that those things will be removed. Because in him there is forgiveness and freedom. And as Lucy brought to us last week, in him there is life in all its fullness. So we've looked around at the crowd. We've got ourselves ready. Then there is the running of course itself. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. You're tiring the going is perhaps getting tough. The finish line seems far away. What do you do? Keep going. Keep persevering. Why? Because for us to run the race is about something much more important than winning or gaining world records, winning gold medals. The importance for us is about our relationship with God. For us to keep running is to keep loving him, following him and serving him and allowing his plan to unfold in our lives. Would an athlete get a medal if they gave up halfway through their event? No. They have to keep going, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how tough it seems. And so it is for our lives, in our relationships with God. We are to run with endurance. We are to keep going, to keep pressing on towards the prize,
Because for us, it is not to run aimlessly in any direction that we want. It's not to keep changing race and doing something different, or simply to just move across and change lanes. We don't change from a 100-meter sprint to a 3,000-meter steeplechase. Because our race is to run the race that God has for us, to keep in line with him, and to keep following him where he leads. Because I believe in our lives, he shows us where to go. He marks out the way ahead of us. We know that he has a plan for each of us, and so we follow where he leads. And lastly, and perhaps most importantly for us, our encouragement. We don't run this race by ourselves. We know we have one who is there to help us. We have something to focus on and something to keep our eyes fixed on. As we run, the writer of Hebrews urges us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Doing so reminds us of why we are running and helps us to avoid becoming distracted. As we run, we fix our eyes on him and we know him and allow him to work in our lives. The Application Bible perhaps helps us with our understanding of this as it says these words, let us not be distracted. Let us not gaze at the things of the world. For if we do, we shall not run in a straight line, but shall wander from side to side or simply may not even finish the race at all. We have Jesus as our reason to run. But there's something else important about using him as our example. As the writer of Hebrews puts it, he is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. He himself is the example to follow because he has been there and done it. We read in scripture, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He is our example because he endured through the toughest journey of all. We looked at it a few weeks ago on Good Friday, death on the cross. He endured it because he knew the joy that was waiting. And as the words of scripture tell us, he is now seated beside God's throne. We run with endurance and perseverance because we travel in the presence of him who has already made the journey, already reached the goal, and now who waits for us at the end of our race. The commentator Tom Wright adds this. The point is to keep our eyes fixed on the finishing line and on the one who is at the centre of the cloud of witnesses, waiting to greet you there himself. Jesus ran this course before us. In fact, he pioneered the way, opened up the course, and brought it to successful completion. Our task is to follow in his steps. He has made it across the finishing line, and his encouragement and the thought of his welcome at the end are motivation for us to continue in hope, faith, and patience.
And so as we have looked at these words this morning, there is so much that we could perhaps take in and, and reflect upon. We read of the crowd which inspires us. In what way could you be a witness to somebody else? In what ways could you be an encouragement to somebody on their journey? We are urged to get rid of all that slows us down or entangles us. What things in your life may you need to bring before the Lord for him to remove? We are urged to run with perseverance. But something for us to think about is what race are we running? Are we running the race that God has for us? Are we following him and, and taking his lead? Or are we running our own way? And lastly, we are urged to fix our eyes on Jesus. Do you simply need to do that again this morning? Do you need to recenter your life on Him? May each one of us keep running with endurance the race that God has marked before us, so that as Paul writes in Philippians, we may win the prize of being called to heaven. For this is the prize that God offers because of what Christ Jesus has done. And so this morning, the encouragement for each one of us is to keep running. Keep running. So we're just going to move into a few moments of response just now. And as we do, we're going to turn to the words of song 601, which say, Lord, I come to you. Let my heart be changed, renewed, flowing from the grace that I found in you. And Lord, I've come to know the weaknesses I see will in me will be stripped away by the power of your love. What are those things in our lives that perhaps we need to get rid of to allow us to be the people that God has for us to be? And there in the second verse, there is that prayer that he would renew us, that as his will unfolds in our lives, we would truly know the power of his love. And so this morning, if you need to, just reflect upon these words of the chorus. Hold me close, let your love surround me, bring me near, draw me to your side, and as I wait, I'll rise up like the eagle, and I will soar with you. Your spirit leads me on in the power of your love. Perhaps this morning you just need to be reminded that he is the one who is there with you. He is our strength, our encouragement. Whatever may be happening in our lives just now, let us just focus on him just now and turn to these words, Lord, I come to you.
And so, dear Lord, I just pray that each and every day, that as you come alongside us, that you will help us to soar like the eagle. Lord, that you will renew our strength and help us to keep on going each and every day. Lord, the songsters reminded us earlier that we will praise you no matter what may happen. Lord, I pray that in the same way as we declared that we would always remember who you are, that no matter what may happen, that we will continue to run the race that you have for us because you have promised to us an eternal prize. And so, Lord, in the week and days ahead, our simple prayer is that you will help us to keep running and that you would help us to fix our eyes firmly on you and be reminded of the example that you are to us. For all these things we ask in your name. Amen.